Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Ultras Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Brew and Agri Gone Outdoors. Uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Brew and Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them. On Saturday mornings, we know not everybody can listen to a podcast, so we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Elsewhere around North Dakota, warming water temperatures will start to warm the hearts of anglers as fish become more active, especially walleye. And once the postpon lull ends, anglers should find some nice success, especially on Devil's Lake. Right before the Memorial Day holiday, anglers were finding nice activity in some of the Devil's Lake chain of lakes, including Mike's Lake and Lake Alice, as well as Pelican Lake. Devil's Lake bays were also starting to see better success, and white bass activity from shore is also picking up. Docks are in place on Lake Ashtabula, and an increasing number of anglers are out, but reports on the success are still limited. Farther west, the Missouri River tail race is generally quiet yet, but at times a catfish bite moves into the wing walls. There are limited angler numbers, though, from both boat and shore, but that'll likely change now that we're moving into summer. Anglers aren't marking many fish in the river either, mostly especially in the tail race. Try the night hours from shore for walleye, but there's limited trout, salmon, and catfish activity. The better success seems to be around Stanton and south by Bismarck-Mandan. Overall activity is inconsistent in the tail race, though. The east end of Lake Sakakui is generally slow for walleye, but try jigs and minnows or spinners and night crawlers. Anglers might want to also try around a trobrian or deepwater bays. It's pretty typical for this time of the year that the better walleye bite is farther west and is holding true so far again this year. Look for nice activity north and south of the Newtown area in the midsection using a variety of presentations. The Van Hook Arm is still generally slow for walleye, but anglers are finding an occasional fish farther south down on the far south end. Look for some nice pike from shore in the arm yet, though. As water temperatures warm, that walleye bite will work its way farther east on the big lake. Speaking of warming water temperatures, as Lake Matagoshi warms, there will be some bluegill activity along the weed beds. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then. And not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. And on this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about something everybody's been curing. You know, it's Minnesota Fishing Opener. And for the last month or more, um, throughout Minnesota, people have been talking about bait shortages. 
And I don't know about you, Kyle. I'm a live bait guy. I love using live bait, although I do use a lot of artificials too, but I almost always have live bait in a boat. And when somebody says that I may not be able to have that or get the stuff I want, it, it is kind of bothersome. So we wanted to go right to one of the sources, Mr. John Ferris. He is a bait wholesaler and a retailer. Uh, he runs Full Stringer Wholesale and Full Stringer Bait and Tackle, which, by the way, was named the best bait store in Minnesota a couple years ago in central Minnesota. How are you doing, John? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. So we've been hearing a lot, and I mean, everybody's been hearing a lot about the bait shortages, but there's not really a whole lot of explanation from there. They just say there's going to be bait shortages this year, so we wanted to get you on to figure out exactly what so people can be prepared when they get out. So what is going on? We, we've all heard the rumors. What's going on this year? We've we've heard that there's bait shortages before in the last few years, and there was. It was getting harder to get each year, like fatheads. Sometimes you couldn't find them in the middle of summer when the weather was hot, and sometimes, you know, late in the ice season, you couldn't find them. And, and so when I first heard that there was, you know, started hearing the talk about the bait shortage this year, and I'm pretty connected. Talked to a lot of trappers and other wholesalers and stuff, and you started hearing about it all over the place. And I sort of thought, well, it's you know, we've heard this before. It's not, it's not the end of the world. It's not that big of a deal. But then, as the time went on, I started to realize that this is different than the other years have been. And the reason for it, and the reason you don't hear a lot about why, is because it's a kind of a complex thing. You know, there's a lot of little factors that go into it. The shortage, and I'm doing, you know. Like, quote unquote on the shiner shortage that it's not that there's a shortage of shiners in the lakes that shortage is the shiners only run when the water temp gets into the mid 50s or upper 50s and that's the only time we're able to harvest them when they come in shallow enough to be trapped in stains so the shiner shortage isn't the mother nature shortage that's a shortage of how many are able to get harvested at the right time to get into the bait shop tanks and then the the pond minnow shortage, the fatheads, the golden shiners, the sucker minnows, that's truly a case of there is a major shortage in Mother Nature due to, to weather and then just loss of water over the years, the number of ponds that are available. And, John, correct me if I'm wrong, those are the ones that are the staples. In every bait store throughout the entire summer, you can, you can almost be guaranteed there's going to be crappie minnows, fatheads, sucker minnows. You know, the shiners, everyone is kind of getting used to that, knowing that Mother Nature plays such a huge part in when that run is going to be and if your store is going to have some or not and, and so on and so forth. So that's certainly understandable. But the fact that those staples might not be on bait stores, that's really kind of scary. Absolutely. Yep. The, the back, like you said, the backbone of the bait industry is the crappie and the fathead. You know, the day in and day out minnow that, most anglers use at some point is is very important and there is a shortage of them it's it's, you know could get worse as the summer goes it it, this is the easiest time of year to trap crappie minnows and fatheads you know the couple weeks or three weeks after ice out and when the trappers and big trappers and very experienced trappers are struggling to find enough for you know to fill their demand right now that's that's the greatest news for for going into the summer when they generally get harder to get so, John, tell me this. Uh, are these shortages local? Are they regional? Are they statewide? Are they across the upper Midwest? What, like, To what scope are we talking about? Right now, it, it is 
an upper Midwest thing. I, I know guys in the Dakotas that trap and they're starting to, or have started this spring, late winter and spring started to notice they had winter kill out there as well. And it's, you know, a lot of times we get, you know, Northern Minnesota, we get fairly consistent, you know, every three, four, five years, a pond here or a pond there will freeze out. But then the, the ponds down in central Minnesota don't, don't freeze out that year. And there's enough minnows to go around. And that's one of the complicating factors this year is there was a heavy snow cover over most of the state and the Dakotas for too long this winter. So this is a, a more widespread shortage than we've ever seen before. So, John, one of the potential issues I've heard is the fact that bait dealers, wholesalers, are not allowed to import anything from other states. And and when we were talking off air, you said it's been that way for quite a while where you can't bring in a buy bait from other states and then bring it in. Um, so is that, it, it sounds like that really wouldn't have probably fixed a whole lot for this issue because all the other states are having issues too. The importation would, would help us just because they're, it would, it would offer more ponds. Cause even if the guys in the Dakotas were Minnesota's the Minnesota and Maine are the only two states in the nation that don't allow importing. And I think Minnesota is like number two or three in the nation as far as fishing business, you know, the, 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 the income that it comes into the state from fishing. Um, and so South, a lot of the minnows from the Dakotas get exported to other states, not into Minnesota, but other states. And they, they would have minnows that, that could help us and at least take a little pressure off and give our pond some more time to recover you know, on, on hard years like this and, and build our, our, cause that's part of the problem too, is the last few years with hard winters and hard summers, the, the ponds in Minnesota have gotten probably over harvested to some degree because everybody's trying to just get what they need to get, get by this week. And so that, that plays a part in it too. So when people say bait shortages, um, are we only talking about minnows or do you anticipate issues with crawlers and leeches as well? Uh, the leeches are going to be a little hard to find early just because of the late, the late ice out and the cold temps. We're starting to get some in now, uh, which is, you know, two to three weeks, even a month behind in a normal year. Uh, so it's just going to take a little while getting into the season to, for the trappers to catch up and get everybody's reserves built up a little bit there. Uh, the night crawlers, there was talk last year about federal regulations to, to complicate the importing of those from Canada. That to my understanding is kind of went by the wayside other than some paperwork and permitting on the, the side of the actual importer. So the, the supply of those shouldn't actually be affected. So this is more so just a, a minnow shortage. Okay. Um, Okay, one more question for you. As both a wholesaler, having a wholesale business and a retail business, and all of us consumers know that price is driven by supply and demand. It, it really is. And we know the demand is going to be there. The supply is going to be short. I would expect that the prices are going up, which you've already priced the stuff in your store and what you're selling it for. What can the anglers expect when they go into the bait store? Are they looking at a 5% increase, a 20% increase, or more? That's going to depend widely, a lot on from shop to shop. Uh, 
we fortunately have a good good network of of trappers that for the most part they've raised prices a couple dollars here and there but they're not taking the jumps that they could be you know if they truly followed the supply and demand scale things would have gotten really expensive this year the guys we deal with are sticking more to the philosophy that i like to stick to that this is this is something that hopefully will remedy itself over time and and trying to take more of a of a realistic approach to it not not doing the price gouging and but there you know things are going up leach prices go up every year the trappers because they're you know that they're hard to get and it's a lot of work to get them they keep bumping prices so there's going to be price increases uh but to try to put a you know a, an actual number on it there's going to be some shops that are going to jump way up and others that don't all right john we really appreciate you coming on gone outdoors this is john ferris Full Stringer Bait and Tackle in Longville, Minnesota. If you're in the area, stop in and say hi. Thanks for coming on Gun Outdoors, sir. Thank you. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.